Hello and welcome to Critical Insanity. I am your host and DM, Ethan Butler, and I'm here with one of my players, Cherub, and they are voicing our great and majestic sorcerer, Bet. Uh, Cherub, please uh, just feel free to explain sort of Bet and what they look like and who they are. Bet is a Goliath sorcerer. They uh, come from a long line of sorcerers. It's a family line of magic. They're from the occult tradition, sorceress origin. And about seven years ago, when they were 12, 13, their family was in a little ritual, and things went very wrong, and it killed the entirety of their family and left them with a terrible curse. All right. Yeah, this uh, bet is definitely going to be an interesting character for this um, for this this whole campaign. And uh, I'm not going to waste any time. Let's just hop into it. Let's do it. Um, bet you've been traveling through the ancient human kingdom of uh, Gaul for some time, and as you traverse through the desert, you would read about a library full of knowledge, mystical knowledge, a library that could possibly help you figure out how to stop this curse and to even maybe reverse it and so you you've traveled all this way and your guide um a man by the name of abdul has been leading you through the desert for quite some time and finally he holds up his hand at the at the bottom of this dune and uh your camel stops and so does his and he turns over and goes well this is the end of the line I don't go anywhere closer to the library, so you're on your own from here. But uh, after you find what you can, my camp will be 30 miles south. I'll be leading a merchant group to a nearby town. Thanks for taking me this far. I hand him several extra more pieces of gold than I promised him, and then wave him on his way. He nods and he goes, blessings be upon you. And then he uh, kind of kicks his camel and his camel starts galloping away. I focus ahead after taking a quick shake off and look towards the library. What do I see? All right. So you can see this large stone tower. It's got a tiled roof on the top. The tower is humongous and... Um, by far one of the biggest buildings you ever you've ever seen. It's uh, got a purple door that is covered in uh, silver runes that glow and pulse, almost as if they have a life of their own. And there's no doorknob. It's just a tower. I walk over to the door and place my hands gently over the runes. I can feel them pulsating. Not quite like a heartbeat, but definitely something living. Do I recognize them? Um, roll me an arcana check. Okay. Fifteen plus two. All right, you recognize it as eldric magic, something not from someone learned, but something from a being more powerful than mortals. Hmm. Okay. Uh, 
I stare at the runes and close my eyes and ask and whisper gently, will you open for me? You hear a voice whisper and uh, it's not a, a raspy whisper, nor is it a soft one. It's almost deep and commanding and it says, open to whom? Open for one who seeks knowledge. You see the runes magically pulse very fast, and then the door itself disappears, uh, almost giving way. Um, and you feel it disappear slowly from your hands and open to a large, circular library. I step towards the door, but pause and reach into my pack. I pull out three small silver coins and leave them at the entrance and say, thank you for passage into and out of and step inside. All right, as you do so, uh, you hear a voice uh, coming from the top of the library. It says, it's the same deep whisper, but this time more of a speech than a and then a whisper from a door. It says, a seeker of knowledge enters my temple. You can notice that books are flying off shelves and going up to the tower as other books and scrolls fly down from the top of the tower into their many shelves. Um, how the tower is sort of designed is that each level has a sort of walkway, but the exact center is uh, completely open. I walk into the center and look directly up to gaze at everything around me. You you walk into the center. Uh, the roof itself is positioned to have skylights that beam off of and bounce off of mirrors. The sunlight reflects almost lighting up the entire library, but a particular strong beam in the center. Um, as you stand there, you take in the wonder of knowledge of ancient histories past so many eons of books of, of history poetry novels memoirs and at the very top you notice a purple sort of cloud um, floating with books and scrolls flying up to it as they spin around and then as the pages flip extremely fast or the scroll scrolls very fast they close and move back on a certain pattern as if whatever's up there is reading at immense speeds. I immediately recognize what I'm seeing. I kneel in the middle of the beam of the sun and raise my hands. I speak in a clear voice. I've heard of you and your kind. Not quite gods, but far above men. Keepers of knowledge. Is this your, is this your home? <laughs> you seem not to fully grasp who I am. I am not one of the keepers of knowledge, but I am knowledge. I am humbled, my liege. I come seeking answers to many questions, but one in particular. You see, I've acquired a curse through no fault of my own. 
and seek to find relief and answer to my question. Is it ah. The answer you seek may be here, may not. Checking the library's index is something that I have not done for quite some time. I'll tell you what. If you can find me three pieces of the key to the library's archives, I'll give you a chance to find an answer through me. Three keys. Any hints? You'll find them in three separate sections. There's one key in poetry, one key in history, and one key and fantasy. Now, I must warn you, the guardians of this library don't particularly like those searching for the keys to the archives. They only really like me, and since I am busy reading, we'll probably have to face them and their unending riddles. Great. Poetry, history, fantasy, riddles probably shouldn't have dropped out of school at 13. I'll take it. Can you point me in the direction of poetry, or am I on my own? Uh, a mystical sign glows in front of you, and it, it, it shows the three different sections. Uh, the third floor is poetry, the second floor is fantasy, and the first floor is history. Now, you can just pass whatever floor you want to and go to which, uh, whichever you choose first. Let's start on history. Can't be that hard, right? All right. I follow the signs. You, uh, you cl- yep, you climb the stairs to the stone landing. Um, the bookcases are full of scrolls and musty books. And uh, there, there seems to be some ancient artifacts uh, in glass cases, uh, a sword, Seem seemingly to be forged out of pure gold. There is a helmet that is black and wrought iron in the shape of a ram's skull. And there's a huge suit of armor uh, forged in what seems to be the era of man when he first came to this great land. I stare up at the uh, armor and shiver. I'm not sure why, but it deeply unsettles me. The armor radiates with malice energy. Um, as you notice that it is, it, it doesn't seem to be completely inanimate. I choose not to focus on the artifacts for now, but I do take a deep breath into the smell of books and start at the nearest shelf, just glancing at the titles. All right, as you look at the nearest shelf, you notice that you are now in uh, ancient history. Uh, as as you, go, you counterclockwise goes in the historical timeline, and uh, clockwise goes opposite. Mm. So you look at the bookcase and it's full of titles of ancient battles and... You notice that there's a set of scrolls uh, known as the beginning. That's all the words that are put on them. 
and you hear a voice, not the one that's whispered to you, but more of a raspier. So you seek history. Yes, yes I do. Do you happen to have it? I do not just have it. I have lived it thousands of eons. Would you be willing to share? I'd love to listen. My history starts in the fires of hell. I was forged, not for man, but for him, the king of all, the king of evil. I was Malgroth's first armor, the one he wore to conquer this world, and the one he was defeated in. I was taken as a trophy, locked away in this library so that his betraying brother could keep an eye on me. If you answer my riddle, I will give you the location of the key. For I have hidden it not just in a scroll, but in history itself. Hmm. A riddle? Well, I always want to do a riddle, I guess. Go ahead and pass it on. The, the armor s- uh, sits there for a second and pulsates a purplish color. It seems to be thinking. You know, if you want to skip this whole riddle business, we could probably come to a deal. I'm from a long family of sorcerers. Where no objectors to magical contracts. What do you want? I know of your kind. I have experienced your ancestors. Whose spells do you think penetrated my armor? Shame. <sighs> well, at least I'm not a cleric, right? No Pystona follower. Pystona is a being of pure chaos, something I do not quite enjoy. I'll tell you what, you can either answer my riddle or put me on your choice. And if I push you on, any uh, any hints as to what happens to me? Do I go insane? Do I uh, let the demons into this world? You gain my armor, myself, Knowledge of history and possibly homicidal tendencies. Hmm. How about a deep and complex love for poetry? Because I've got two more keys to find, and that seems pretty difficult. I do not like poetry. See, neither do I, so that's not going to be much help. Anything else you can offer? A riddle for the location of the key. Hmm. It's really pretty much a rock and a hard place. How about I just put on the helmet? You get to see what I see. We share some homicidal tendencies, and you get a little bit of freedom. How about that? I am sorry, but the entire armor requires wearing. Can I think about it? I can get the riddle first. Go ahead and give me the riddle. We'll think about it. 
Your riddle goes as such. You keep it, but it never ages. Once shared, it is gone forever. Hmm. A secret. Correct. The answer to the riddle was a secret. And for that, I give you this. The armor kind of creaks, and its hand opens up, and appearing in the hand is a scroll uh, laced with a leather strap. The scroll simply reads, Finale. Finale. Okay. Well, it was very nice meeting you. And uh, I'll keep you in mind, and once you feel a little bit less homicidal, I'd love to put you on. The feeling is mutual. Well, it was very wonderful meeting you. I'm going to go ahead and take this scroll, and see you later. Alright, you uh, you grab the scroll, and the armor clink- creaks back into place. This time you notice that it it's not exactly designed for man. You can tell some discrepancies in the fact that the anatomy is slightly wrong in some spots, but the armor seems to be made of a very tarnished black metal. Hmm. What a wonderful guy. Well, that was not that hard. Let's head on up to a what is it fantasy? I always like fit. Yep. Let's head on up. Alright, you uh, climb the stairway again, and this time you reach the second level and there's a bronze Chinese style dragon uh, on the bookshelves. It is large. Uh, it circles the tower's circumference several times and it it's an, it's an animated statue and it creaks towards you and it goes, Whoa! Hello, young wanderer. Hello there. Has anyone told you you are just the cutest thing? I have not been told I was cute for a very long time. Thank you. Can I can I give you a head pat? You can even ride me if you so wish. Really? I'd love to. The an- the large metal dragon sweeps off of the wall and kind of slithers up next to you. Its large head the sa- about the size of half of your body. It has flowing metal whiskers and a large beard. I straddle the back of its neck ever so gently and pat him gently on top of the head and say, let's take a ride, dude. Do you seek the key as he slithers up and around the library? Well, yes, I do want it, but I'm having more fun hanging with you. Don't want to hurt your feelings. It is all right. All who come here seek the key, along with the knowledge of this library. But what's more important is spending some time with you. So you know what? We can fly for a bit, and we'll get to the key when we get to it. I guess we do. Hmm. And uh, you guys kind of soar around, and the dragon stops and goes, You seem laden with a curse. Unfortunately so. Try not let it try to not let it bother me, but it is rather bothersome. Any advice? 
Don't let the library master keep you from your knowledge. You can find what you're looking for without his help. Hmm. Any advice as to how? You might want to search history, specifically in the era of pure darkness. Era of pure darkness. So you're saying don't collect the keys? Check history. Got it. You can collect the keys, but knowledge comes at a cost. I learned that the hard way. Are you stuck here? I was cursed here. Well, how about this? I'm not sure how to free you now, but met another buddy downstairs, son. If you could help me figure out how to break this curse, at least send me in the right direction. I promise, the minute I can, we'll jailbreak you. How's that sound? That sounds quite swell. You see, I was once an ancient military leader, a samurai sworn to a lord and a defender of my kingdom. I came to the library to seek knowledge of my enemies, but I was deceived. My enemies were the ones in the library, specifically the librarian. Oh no. Do you know who the librarian is? He's the keeper of knowledge. We've, My family used to teach all about them. They're the ones that first gifted us magic. He is one of the meddlers in fate. The complete opposite of Matthias. Meddling with fate? That's, that's forbidden. Not for him. Oh. Oh no. The being at the top of this library goes by a name you mortals would call Serbian. Serbian. Why do I know that name? He is the demon of unending knowledge and fate. Serbian. Okay. What section's he in? Serbian sits at the top and reads all and sees all. The only reason he has not no, has no knowledge of this conversation is that I'm using most of my power to stop it. Oh dear. Well, my offer still stands. We'll get you out of here, and the guy on the floor below. Can I have that? Oh, don't free the guy on the floor below. Note taken. Seems so nice, though. But either way, I'll take your advice. Where's the second key? The second key would be in a story known as Man's Final Mistake. An elven rider, one who was fairly racist towards most races, had wrote about man's final mistake, in which it is a political commentary 
on the rising tensions between man and elves. Is that the one about eating elvish babies because they're poor? No, that that's a completely different book. Same guy. Oh, okay. Completely different. Okay, I knew it was on the right track with that. Yeah. It's quite an interesting writer. I highly recommend his entire series. And the dragon kind of sweeps down to a bookcase where you notice this entire elven author's books are. Well, man's final mistake. I trace my fingers over the edges of the books until I see it in big golden letters and gilded pages. It's about a half an inch thick. I open it up and it's mostly blank pages. Um, and then an elvish, which I can't read, on the last page, after about 350 pages of blank, seems to be about three words. I hold it up to the, uh, to the dragon and say, I don't read elvish. Any idea what this says? <laughs> Neither do I. <laughs> Great. And uh, as for the key? The key is unlocked with those three words. Ooh. Wonder if the guy downstairs reads Elvish. He probably does, but he's a jerk. He'll make you put him on to read it. Aw, he seemed pretty nice. Well, I have to go downstairs anyways to check out what the era of pure darkness. Yep. I'll be right back. I walk on. Goodbye, young wanderer. See you in a bit. I walk on back downstairs and I greet the guy standing there with a smile and say, Hey, how you been? I have been trapped here for eons. I'm doing all right. That's good to know. Once again, promise is a promise. The minute we can get you out of here without, you know, destroying the whole earth, I promise to get you out of here. I don't read Elvish. Do you uh, happen to read Elvish? I read all forms of language. When I was built, they forged me with the knowledge of gods. Well, that's really handy. It's just three words. Um, and we seem to be doing pretty well. I, I, I'm sorry to ask a favor, but could you read it for me? I can read for you, but I'm forbidden to say those three words. If you put me on. You'll be able to read them for yourself. How about charades? It requires immense power to be able to move my hand just a few inches. Mm. Enormous strain to leave this pedestal. How about a riddle? I know you love those. Perhaps. Well, thank you very much. And the era of... I'll let you think about that. I know it's kind of a big ask, and I'm really thankful that you're willing to try. Um, could you put me in towards the era of pure darkness? That's what I'm looking for. The entire armor's arm creaks slowly, and shaking and rattling finally points towards a section of bookcases that is entirely of black books. I throw him a big old smile and say, Thank you! And I walk over look at it and one seems to catch my eye a slightly different shade of black than the others somehow deeper and richer i try to pull it off the shelves it is a tome as you slide it off the shelf 
and on the face of it is a demon's face some some form of this face it just strikes you with pure malice deep to the soul mm. thankfully i speak infernal i open the tome you open the tome and it's written the, the the words the infernal writing is sweeping and moving constantly but as you look closer the words start to form pictures and the pictures form almost a painting that moves and in it you see large armies gathering men wearing their simple iron armor elves with their carefully forged bows dwarves in their mechanic emat their mechanic amalgamations of magic and metal and even certain tieflings have joined the battle they're all arming up preparing for a war against truly horrifying demons monsters coming directly from the nine hells but there stands a group apart from the rest uh, there's these armies but then there's a group of heroes a group of adventurers so powerful and mighty and so great in their explorations that they have gathered before them five masks these masks seem to be made of glass um, no color in the glass and uh, as the battle commences they charge a huge being erupts from a mountain he stands at approximately 124 feet tall ginormous axes sweeping melting armies as he walks by then he stops as a, as a light tether hits him in the in the skull. His face is the same demon face that is on the cover of the tome. And the heroes hold up their masks and they begin shooting beams of light out of the masks into this, this demon, this huge monstrosity. You notice that the armor he's wearing is the same shape, cut, and design, but slightly shinier and made of a a blackish uh, metal. It's the same armor that is sitting at your, uh, sitting close to you in the same library story. This being, this this demon king is being supped, sacked down by these, these masks and the masks fill with different sections of light. Now that all these masks are filled, the heroes put them on and they all cast a collective spell, banishing this demon lord, Malgaroth, to his his resting place, chaining him to pillars of order and light, and trapping him in one of the nine hells. As they do this, their bodies themselves deteriorate, and the masks collect into one large glowing catalyst, which flies into the air. And just off in the distance, you can see a group of, of figures. They wear white cloaks and white helms with blue lining. And they they sort of stand there for a second and quake and then turn into beasts. They were once called the Wild Shapers. Cur with seeming what would be a curse, they used it as a blessing. In battle, they tore through the demon armies and became heroes. And their king, he held a certain bejeweled necklace. 
with the shape of the moon and the sun rotating constantly on its center, this necklace allowed him to control both beast and man as one. Wow. You gotta love Infernal. It's just fucking gorgeous. I know, right? I love writing in Inferno. No one's polished you in a long time, I say, turning back towards the uh, suit of armor. You seem awfully shiny in here. I was forged in Hellfire. It took thousands of years to tarnish me. Let me see if I... Would you want to be polished? You cannot polish me with any known man materials. Only the elixir of God or the blood of Eternals. Noted. I'll keep that in mind. Well, thanks for pointing me in the right direction. I'm not really sure what to do. The guy upstairs said I could be trapped well- here. Don't want that. But I obviously want to get you and him free. So, uh, not sure what to do. As you stand there, you notice that um, a sort of purple light is slowly descending from the center. And you hear that familiar voice. Well, it has seemed that you have bypassed my keys. Did the dragon put you up to this? And a being descends to your level. He seems to be made of a purple robe. He has six glowing purple eyes, and they're all looking at different texts and books as they scroll and flip by him. Uh, yeah, the... He didn't really put me up to it. I was just curious. I mean, I'm, I'm getting your keys. I've got two so far. I'm waiting on the suit of armor guy to read the elvish for me, and I thought I would just check out the lead. Do not bother with the keys anymore. You have bypassed the laws of this library. Laws I set down for reasons. Oh, I'm sorry. In my right mind, I cannot let you leave. But I do enjoy a brain tickler. So... I, I will give you five riddles. Answer at least three correct. And I'll let you leave along with the general location of the Beastmaster's necklace. The beast. Get any wrong. More than three wrong. And you shall become one of my many librarian guardians. Okay. Well, thank you. I didn't realize the Beastmaster's necklace could help me until you said that. Well, thank you very much. Um, sounds like a good deal. Um, though I am kind of excited to get to the poetry section, but maybe I will if I get trapped here. Um, one question. Can I ask for help on the riddles? I've met some pretty cool people while I was here. I'll allow you to ask either the dragon or the armor at least one hint to each riddle. Okay, thank you very much. 
Let's do it. The being, uh, his robes open up and thousands of purple letters and text swirl by around him in sort of a tornado of knowledge. And he goes, it has a golden head and a golden tail. It has no body. What is it? It's a gold coin. Two friends stand and travel together. One is nearly useless without the other. Can you repeat that one? Sorry. Two friends stand and travel together. One nearly useless without the other. Two friends stand and travel together. Legs. Ah, you are wrong. It was boots. Tough one. Okay, I guess we gotta go for the third one. What is it that we love more than life, fear more than death? The rich want it, the poor have it, the miser spends it, and the spendrift saves it. I glance over to the armor. Any ideas? The armor, the head of the armor turns to you, and he opens his hands. I reach out and hold it. No, I mean, what is in my hands? I look in his hands. There's nothing in his hands. I look at the scroll he gave me earlier. The scroll is simply one of those infernal texts that moves, and it's just an ancient battle. You notice in the center of the battle is hovering a stone key. Mm. Can you repeat the riddle one more time for me? Thank you very much. What is it that we love more than life, fear more than death? The rich want it, the poor have it. The miser spends it, and the save and the spend rift saves it. Mm. Rich want it, poor have it. Miser spends it, and spend thrift saves it. Mm. Let me go ask the dragon. Mm. Walk upstairs. Look. You uh, dash up to the stairs, and the dragon looks at you, and he goes. I once knew a miser. He never spent anything. He saved all of his money. In the end, he died, and that money was returned to the state. We used it to buy new swords for our troops that year. This is a toughie. Well... Love more than life, fear more than death. Well, I'm gonna have to say that the answer is nothing, maybe? You are correct. 
Iron roof, glass walls, burns and burns and never falls. Iron roof, glass walls, burns and burns, it never falls. That's a funny riddle. Iron roof, glass walls. Iron roof, glass walls. Oh! I look inside my bag and I pull out a lantern. This! You are correct. That's three, right? You've succeeded in my riddles. Would you like the last one just for fun? Does it hurt me if I answer it wrong? Oh, no. Shoot it off. I begin eternity, I end and end space, at the, t- at the end of time, at- in every place, last in life, second to death, never alone, found in your breath, contained by earth, water or flame, my grandeur is so awesome, wind dare not tame, not in your mind, am in your dreams, vacant to kings, Present in Queens. Hmm. Vacant in Kings, present in Queens. Hmm. Probably motherhood or something like that. The answer was the letter oh. E. Well, I'm notoriously stupid, so glad we got through this. It was nice meeting you. I hope we meet again. You seem like lovely people. Serbian, the being of fate and knowledge, lifts up to the top of the tower, and the armor stand looks over at you, and he goes, Kid, I... I ask you one last time to put me on. Free me from this library. How about this? I have a spell. It's called Enlarge and Reduce. I uh, carry you around my neck. That way the spell stays contained. Until we can figure out a safe place to keep you so you can be free and I can be sane. How about that? I must be worn by someone eventually. I know. Someone battle-hardened. Well, I crave warfare. I will find you a wearer who can bear your burden. Until then, will you come with me? I guess so. I cast Reduce upon him and carry him on a leather cord. Alright. Alright. Uh, the armor reduces to a um, small size, approximately the size of like a Lego figure. Um, and conveniently, the shoulder spikes make excellent loops for your leather Perfect. cord. Uh, and it now rests on your chest. Um, the dragon kind of sweeps around the room towards you and goes, I have a gift. It is not much, but it was once mine. 
and he opens his mouth and inside is a sword it's a it's a katana type weapon um, swift and fast but also hard it's made the blade is made of jade and seems to be have seems to have been shattered and re-welded together with gold the handle's a dragon with its mouth opening to the blade and on the other end is a glowing pul- pulsating emerald what a beautiful thoughtful gift I won't forget my promise to you the dragon nods and it sweeps back up to the library and he goes with that goodbye young wanderer goodbye I walk out and leave the library before realizing my mistake I go wait a minute I never got the never got the place I was supposed to go sadly the doors closed behind me You notice a man running across the desert. Uh, he's wearing light leather clothing and a courier's pack, and he starts just, he's booking it down the dunes. He finally reaches you, panting, and he goes, I, it took a lot, and he pulls out a magical compass, one that is given to couriers of the human kingdom that allows them to find their target wherever. These magic compasses only work for couriers, and only work for couriers when they're on mission. He hands you a purple and gold envelope, and he sighs and he goes, I'll be off now, and he starts sprinting across the desert. You didn't let me tip you! I shout behind him. (laughs) He is already very long gone. I gaze back once at the library and then put it behind me, and I open the envelope. Inside the envelope, it reads, Dear Adventurer, You may not know who I am, but I sure know of you. My name is Valdrig Ghostfinch, and I have a job opportunity. I ask that you join me for brunch in the land of Avichcraft. Take this envelope to the nearest port at four in the morning. A boat will be there to pick you up and take you to the port land of, da- of Darchok. There, at Darchok, you'll meet at my mansion for brunch and the job offer. There will be no hard feelings if you don't take the job offer, but I am merely asking for the bravest artifact hunters, people who could truly get me the mystical artifacts I seek. In return, you'll be compensated very fairly, as I am a man of good substance, and I only request that if you find an artifact that is personal to you that um you at least let me know before you take it and uh i'll make sure to either take it out of your pay or just not pay you for the location of that artifact and with that uh i hope to see you in darchok sincerely avaldrig ghostbitch well can't hurt to try it out wonder if I can find something out about this uh, Beastmaster's necklace. <sighs> Let's go. Alright, you make your way across the desert, um, camping intermittently, and finally to the nearest port town. At around four in the morning, you approach the dock, and there's a schooner 
sitting at the dock. It's it's fairly small. It has some figures standing there. Standing in the captain's area is a dwarven ancient man. He's got a huge broadsword on his back. And he looks over and he goes, Hey, you must be the other one I'm picking up. Well, I'll have you know, there's no hardened fatten and fasten on my boot. Uh, hop on. Sure it can handle me, and I am, you know, nine foot tall. Trust me, you're not the biggest one that I've had on this boat. Okay. I step aboard. Alright, you, um... You step onto the boat, and already in the boat is a woman wearing... A high elven woman wearing black clothing with dull gold lining. A catfolk wearing grayish clothing with uh, dull chrome lining. There's a man wearing plated armor that covers his face. Uh, uh, See, he seems to have more mechanical uh, bits to his armor. There's a dwarven man with a hammer and a shield on his back and a huge backpack next to him. I look at them all and I say, well, nice to meet you. What's your guys' stories? They, uh... As you say that, the sail is pulled and you proceed into the fog. And that is where we'll end. Thank you all for listening. If you liked, uh, if you liked Bet and would like to hear more of them, then feel free to listen to the rest of Critical Insanity as you'll meet the entire party and they'll meet their strange employer, Valdrig Ghostfitch. Thank you.